If you haven't signed up for the Discord channel, please do so at MajordomoMedia.com. You are missing out on all the fun ways you can consume culture, how to live your life a little bit more deliciously. Please check us out again at MajordomoMedia.com. If you haven't signed up for Discord, it's pretty easy. Just click on the link. And all things Momofuku, if you haven't tried our air-dried noodles, the instant ramen, you should definitely. It's a staple, not only in my kitchen, but it seems like many others. Thank you to everyone for the support. Uh, we have Chili Crunch. We have a whole line of pantry items from savory salts to soy and tamari and rice wine vinegar. We just released a limited run of Momofuku hot honey and a ghost pepper chili crunch that is insanely hot. And uh, there's a there's a long story about that. Uh, it was a competition between a couple of our restaurants. But you can you can buy a lot of these products nationwide at Target and Whole Foods. If you don't live close to one of these stores, you can visit us at shop.momofuku.com. Now on to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dumb Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. So we're slowly moving into an office, mm-hmm. an office that has other features, laser tag. <laughs> it's just, you know how like every tech office has like a foosball table. Our office is just all foosball tables and no, no tech. I just went out to the communal uh, lounge area to see if I could steal any furniture <laughs> that would help soundproof this room that we're in. And I went to Home Depot this morning and I was scared. I went to Home Depot to to see if I could purchase any acoustic soundproofing downtown somewhere, and um, it dawned on me what was happening. So I've never been to like a Home Depot. I've been to Home Depot in New York, mm-hmm. but that's like doesn't count. Right? It's like Home Depot light because everything in New York has to be smaller than. I, I was I was scared. <laughs> I was so fucking scared, but. As I was perusing the aisles, not knowing where Bay 5 was, because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's bays everywhere, I looked at people that were there, like when I'm in a kitchen supply store uh-huh. with a purpose for a reason, oh, I'm looking for that offset silicone, silicone, whatever, whatever mold that I can chill at thir- minus 30 degrees, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking for... You know, this Yanagi, that blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You have a purpose and you know where it is and you're headed. Yeah, there. you're fucking nerds. You're a kitchen nerd. Right. You're there to do kitchen nerd shit. And then I saw a bunch of people, both 
This is the equivalent. Amateur cooks that were weekend warriors, but now are doing it on the weekday <laughs> warriors. Uh-huh. And then you had real construction people getting shit for their jobs for the day. Right. That's how I could understand what was happening. And then me, dumbass me, walking in like, you got some acoustic panel? <laughs> Just asking the anybody in orange. So many people. <laughs> you sure you sell? we sell these here? Yes. Look, I have it online. This is where you have it. Bay five. Do you know where it is? I have no idea where it is. So that's that's the equivalent for somebody that probably walks into say JB Prince or any of these kitchen supply stores and they're dipping their toe in the water or they mm-hmm. need something. Now I understand what a fucking dick we all are. Right. You walked into a like a professional <laughs> place. <little> offset spatula. <laughs> right. They're like, do you have sushi mats? I think there's mats. Yeah. I don't know what they what they look like. So these the fucking people at Home Depot, let me tell you what they do. And I think I saw at least five people take a number two pencil and dot their tongue with it. <laughs> right. Which that I'm type like, of shit. <laughs> yeah. But so you, so you have to explain what's happening here is we're moving into this office. It's empty. It is a, it is, I would say the single worst space to try to record a podcast in ever created and what did by I humans. <laughs> so the room is all concrete and glass. And I've been telling Dave for, you know, the last few weeks as we've moved in here, like, we can't record podcasts in here, Dave. We can't do it. The echo's too bad. We gotta, we've got to wait. We need somebody to come in here and make this acoustically sound. <laughs> and then like some kind of audio Sasquatch, he just starts tromping through the office. We have one rug. He pulled, he dragged it in here. I, I mean, we should show a video of this at some point, but we are literally, we've taken the one couch apart, stacked all the cushions against the walls everywhere. Dave and I are now in a padded room. He took the styrofoam packaging out of a box, and that's lining our box in any day box. In any day box, excuse me, that's lining the ceiling. So now Dave and I live in a padded room, and uh, we were not supposed to record a podcast today. We are now in here recording, and then on top of it all, Dave, I would say this was this is your working style infecting my brain because we're sitting here about to record a podcast, and I was like. Hey, Dave, what if we just broadcast this live to Discord at the same time? (laughs) So we are not only recording our first podcast in this uh, padded room, but at the same time, this is being broadcast live to our our Discord community who are making fun of us relentlessly as we talk. Um, But what Chris just saw is actually how I work in restaurants. (laughs) Oh, that doesn't fucking work. And this doesn't fucking work. What if we put these two fucking things that don't work and just try it out? Yeah. So this is this is how it happens. You just you, you <laughs> nothing. What's that old Adidas slogan? Impossible is nothing. But I think we're going to do some version of an Ask Dave here. I'm going to try. This is to get why it. I was wandering the hallways trying to steal <laughs> cushions and see cushions. And I took a rug from somewhere. This is now we ha- why we have a rug. We have got a rug in here. It's 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 like it feels acoustically sound in here now. But we're going to do some version of an Ask Dave. And I'm going to try to get questions from these folks as we're going. But let's, I want to start here, Dave, if we may. Are you ready to do some, some question and answer session? If I must. Okay. So a few weeks ago, a couple of uh, Ask Dave's ago, you put a question out that was about, I think, the expiration on, on yogurt or dairy products generally. And you were like, how, you know, how far over will you go? How far over the expiration date will you eat? And we started seeing some uh, people started sending into our Discord some photos of things that they had found in their refrigerator recently. 
And I want to I want to describe some of these things to you, Dave, and and you tell me would you eat it or would you toss it? Okay. All right. So, uh user D Wibbins <laughs> sent in a picture of the OG Momofuku Som Sauce, a a bottle of Som Sauce that they had in their refrigerator. I believe the expiration on this eat one was, was... Eat it. Doesn't matter. They can eat it. February 15, 2020? Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next picture I got in here... There's a, a small clause somewhere in the Discord that uh, exempts me. Right. From any legal liabilities, but eat it. Uh, right, right, right. Let's run. Let's let's pretend there was a disclaimer here that uh, none of this advice should be really followed. Um, another picture I'm seeing here from user RVP, Dave. If you opened your freezer and you found a bag of tuna steaks with an expiration date, a best if used by December sixth, twenty eighteen, eat it or toss it. In the event that there's a zombie apocalypse and you had just entered a home. And that's weirdly electricity was still running <laughs> and that's what was in the fridge. Then I would eat it. Yes. All right. It so was a cannibalism <laughs> so far or so, tuna so far from nothing. 2018. So far, everything is eat. Don't toss. Uh, I got a jar. Oh, this is an interesting one, actually, Chang, because let's let's this is a, a bottle of uh, it says Ruth's hot honey. But in general, hot sauce. Let's talk about hot sauce. The expiration on this one seems to be some you should month- clearly replace it with the Momofuku <laughs> hot honey. You should clearly uh, that is organic plug. Well, my in, goodness, Ruth. In 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 defense of uh, RVP here, um, I don't think Momofuku Hot Honey existed when this thing was made in 2017. What do you think, Dave? Five year old hot sauce. There's a, it's just hot sauce. Hot, well, this is hot honey, but honey is also technically like sterile, right? It's it's, it's well, I believe the Roman soldiers used to put it on their wounds, <laughs> so that's what it would be good for. I think not necessarily for internal consumption, but for a ointment, you know, external application. So if you cut yourself as an with a scimitar or some kind of sword <laughs> and you have a gaping wound, then I would use that. Okay. But okay. What about like a, what about a general, what is your general thought on hot sauces that are like salt and chili and, and vinegar? Like, do you, like, what's your, what's your expiration on that? Can I say something? I've come back around to just good old Tabasco. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Because the bottle is so cute. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, like I love the the cuteness of the bottle, but you ever, you know, like the hotel size bottle? Too small, right? The little like no, novelty those are one. So cute. <laughs> but that's like one no, bite's no, worth no, of no, Tabasco. No, okay. Did I tell you this story about Tabasco and NASA when I was doing that uh, the one day consulting work when wait, wait. Real, uh, for, <laughs> for when I went to Houston? Wait, remind me. With Adam from Mythbusters. We went with Tracy Desjardins, and we were there, and that's when I ate all the French astronaut food made by Ducasse. Yes. So this is a something that probably very few people know, but I guess there's a lot more to explain here. First, in the International Space Station, you're allowed a specific amount of weight in cargo. So you want to have as light of cargo as humanly possible for successful takeoff or whatever, whatever. The only country that adheres to this philosophy is America. Right. Everyone right. else is like, fuck this. We need good food. So it's canned this, fresh fruit, whatever. And every week or two, there's a fresh shipment of oranges, whatever. But like when you're eating freeze-dried food, it's really hard. I mean, it's really fucking hard. Right. The one thing that makes the American food taste so fucking bad compared to everything else is that it has almost, almost zero salt. Right. So not only are you eating 
what feels like, um, this is how I would describe it, like, a, like putting like a tampon in your mouth or something <laughs> like that. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> just something that is just not nice. Right, something non-specific, like putting yeah. a tampon yeah. in your mouth. Uh-huh. Okay. It's just gross. Uh-huh. But Tabasco would improve But it. there's no salt. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. That's why it actually tastes so bad that there's nothing. There's almost no salt. The reason why the U.S. has no salt is that I can't remember what the ratio is, percentage, but they're all doing the, the International Space Station basically to figure out and get data for uh, occupation, you know, outside of the Earth. I was about to say America. <laughs> uh, interplanetary. Employment. Yeah. But they found out that a certain group of people, if they spend X amount of days in microgravity, mm-hmm. they lose their vision. Right. You said this. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm remembering this now. And they yes. don't lose their vision temporarily. When they come back to Earth, it is permanently gone. Right. <laughs> they found that there is a correlation between that and sodium. All oh. the other fucking countries that go to the International Space Station, like, that is worth the fucking oh, risk. So one, it is worth the fucking risk. One motherfucker got space blindness and everyone has to eat bland food because yeah. of this person. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the nanny state in space. <laughs> so the reason why... I bring up Tabasco is Tabasco is the only acceptable hot sauce by NASA that I know of allowed in the International Space Station for the American astronauts. Mm. And they fucking douse their food in Tabasco. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because while it has salt, it's actually pretty minimal. Wait, let me ask you a question. Did you cover this at all? So you know how they always say with airplane food, right? Your, your salt sensitivity is way lower at altitude. So you have to have like way saltier food. Is that same apply? That's a to bunch it? of bullshit, by the way. <laughs> but does that same idea apply? You know, way, I talked way, to a sommelier once, and they were talking about drinking wine on a. So they were working for some billionaire dude, and uh-huh. you know the billionaire dude brings this sommelier occasionally to pop open fucking huge bottles on his private jet, and they were talking about it tastes different. It tastes different, and mm-hmm. I said. Or know what I thought internally? I hope this plane crashes. Next time you guys fucking fly, I hope the fucking plane crashes. That's the just never say that out loud. Uh, when I'm on my private jet and private jets fly higher than normal jets, right. it really affects my power. <laughs> right. I need it's the, not quaffable enough. You know what's amazing is the 1978 DRC tastes way better at 30,000 feet, though. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of people are actually asking though, because we talked about this hot sauce thing. Like, I think generally people don't care about the expiration on hot sauce, but also. This is coming up. Do you refrigerate a hot sauce? Well, or can no? I just ask? This is this is this is actually an important question. Who has decided the date? Because if if something has say like a four year shelf life, the FDA or whatever approval, they're not waiting four years. It's some kind of actuary. I see algorithm. Right. They haven't they haven't waited four years and tasted this and been like, oh, that's okay. That's not okay. Yeah. But I mean, generally speaking, do you refrigerate or not refrigerate hot sauces? You know, it's, you know how I feel about that? Hmm. It's like a 70 degree day. (laughs) What does that mean? Maybe I wear shorts today. (laughs) Maybe I wear long pants. I actually know what you're talking about. Where like sometimes the hot sauce is in and sometimes it's out and it's just kind of like whatever I feel like today. (laughs) Anything goes. Uh, Was that a good analogy? (laughs) Did I win the analogy award of the day? So far, you're in the lead. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Thesha, the Thesha, the Thesha. 
uh, is 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 talking in the Discord right now and said they just had a bag of a bag of kimchi explode in the fridge. Now, Chang, Sherlock this for me. <laughs> Sherlock this for me because I think you can get, you can gather a lot from uh, just that very brief sentence. That's I said. called a that's called a Korean karma, <laughs> right? That's a joke we've played on everyone that's not Korean that's eating kimchi. Now. <laughs> right. Welcome, but I don't welcome think- to the. The funniest practical joke. It's like a whoopee cushion. I mean, <laughs> that's like the, the joke. I have to imagine though, because like my my first reaction, maybe I'm ignorant about this, but no, virtually you're wrong. The fridge isn't too hot then if kimchi explodes. Right, but I also have uh, never. I don't wrong. think do they do Korean markets sell bags of kimchi? Or are we they talking do, about? But it's not just bags of kimchi. This is something also learned when I was at with Cometeer. Uh, there was a period where a lot of coffee bean bags were exploding. And a lot of the, because they release carbon they release, dioxide. You're right, right, right. Same thing happens with ferment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens with kimchi. Some of the kimchi bags are actually pretty state-of-the-art and they like release. They've got that little yes. nozzle on there. I got you. And if you don't have it, then it's Russian roulette. It's not really deer hunter Russian roulette, but it's similar in terms of the pain <laughs> right. and suffering you may experience as this person just spoke about cleaning their refrigerator because mm-hmm. it, it it is a fucking grenade this is a bag of cut kimchi from greenland supermarket it doesn't have a nozzle just one of those desiccant bags all right i got you i got you um let's finish What's this a desiccant bag a des like a little silica thing that absorbs moisture although why does it have a desiccant bag mm. <laughs> Do not eat silica gel. Uh, wait, let's finish our little game of, of will you eat it or will you toss it? I got a one, two more, Chang. I got a bottle of wishbone red wine vinaigrette with an expiration date of November 17th, 2018. Eat it or toss it. A what? Wishbone red wine vinaigrette, 2018. Honestly, it's probably shelf stable. It's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, I think this is the one we'll throw away. This looks to be a bag of pre-sliced mozzarella someone found under a box of grapes. That I would not eat. Look at how... Here's one. Here's one. There's not enough salt in that mozzarella cheese. (laughs) The bag is also poofed up with whatever gas is created in there. Like, you need to get that. You need to call the bomb squad for that one. You know, that that's that you need that ghost containment facility trap thing, Ghostbusters. That's what you need for that one. I would not touch that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta get rid of that. That's gonna explode. Fesha, not a he. Sorry. I hear you. I see you. Gator asking, what's the big deal about shirataki noodle? They seem gross. Where are you on shirataki noodles? Konyaku noodles. Konyaku. Devil's tongue. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. What do you think about them being marketed as like miracle noodle food? Well, it only activates as a miracle food after you have to eat it within a 30-minute time limit of an acai bowl. <laughs> right, to get the full antioxidant mm-hmm. effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, War Chortle, the Kaka Turtle. I wish you hadn't changed your name to that. Ask this. Hold on. I want to watch everyone here. Can we just. I don't know what he's doing. Wash your sister sauce. That's uh, the best pronunciation of Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> we got to get that dude on the pronunciation. Wash your sister sauce. <laughs> Wash your sister sauce. Uh, War Chortle the Cockaturtle wants to know what are the flavors of fall? Is it pumpkin or is it something else? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, it depends on your, where you lie in latitude and longitude on this earth. All right. War all Chortle. right. <laughs> all right. So one, one man's fall, another man's spring. But I'm saying, is yeah. there such well, thing as a. Be, <laughs> We're in Southern California. It's very nice outside. So it's insane. I mean, we. I'm not going to answer questions that are not specific (laughs) enough. (laughs) We had this conversation to some extent the other day. I was I was positing that the pumpkin may not actually be an edible gourd. (laughs) There's not like really most of the gourd family is inedible. It's the only. It's it's actually sort of the. Is that automatopoeia gourd? No, Gord is the name of a... I know, but like in the sense that it's the a terrible sound. name for a terrible <laughs> group of vegetables. Like Gord is the is the sound that a, a, yeah. a gourd makes when you pluck yeah. it. Gord. <laughs> I just don't think that pumpkin tastes very good. Pumpkin tastes terrible. So oh. I, I fall, I don't know. I mean, chili? <laughs> <I think. laughs> the flavor of fall. Coming soon to Starbucks, the chili latte. Uh, <laughs> help Chris Ying out, y'all. What, 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 what do I need help for? I'm good. Fuck Mary Kill. McDonald's French fries, potato or French fries, potato chips, tater tots. What kind of chips? Oh, hot, chi- hot chips? Cold chips? No, no, no. French fries, like potato, like I think bagged yeah. potato chips. Okay. Three different distinct products here, or tater tots. Oh it's yeah, definitely, I it's you. definitely kill tater tots. Ooh, yeah. Just, I'm not the fan of the tater tot. Period. No. Okay, kill the tater you know tot. Why? Because like, I also don't read Harry Potter. <laughs> you just watch it and listen to the yeah. audiobooks <laughs> and go to the conventions. Yeah, tater, tater tots are for children. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If you put cheese and bacon or whatever the fuck else or caviar. Yeah, I'll eat it, but I'll only eat it if someone else orders it and it's there. All right. Tater tots whoa, 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 to me but, are but, fundamentally flawed. All right, but compare a tater tot to a curly fry. Which one would you take? Neither. <laughs> all right, so it comes down to fucking and marrying. It's definitely fucking chips, marry fry. You got to marry a French fry, I agree. Most people probably, most people, especially in our disc community, would kill chips. But again, it's, it's, not, it's okay to be wrong. I'm loving this live feedback. The Discord seems to be agreeing. Peacock, yes, Dave killed the tots. Hui hui the something addict. What is that? Boba? Hui hui the addict. Same, no tots. Hui hui the boba addict. It's boba, right? Yeah. Okay, just che- just checking. Fucking Chris. <laughs> Robo Mayo, is a Donabe worth it? If I can turn out good rice in a pot on the stove. I think a Donabe is worth it. No question. Yeah, it has to be the right size for the amount you cook, but. I can't imagine cooking without one. Some donabes are microwavable as well. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I can serve in the donabe, I can cook rice, I can do soups, do sukiyaki, it's just a workhorse. So I cook more in the donabe than most things. I actually think, so Robo Mayo is saying, but does it turn out rice differently? I think it does noticeably make better rice. I, I actually It depends do. on, number one, it depends on the volume of rice, right. and there are donabes that are designed specifically for rice cooking as well. With a double lid. Double lid, and also the way that is shaped. But like, if you're looking to cook rice in a donabe, then I would buy just a donabe for rice cooking. 
But if you're looking for something that is a general five tool player, then yeah, it, it, it I think it's a must. Yeah, I agree. I, which one would you take if you had only one though? Would you do the the general purpose five tool player right? Because you can still get decent rice out of the non double lidded. Yeah, yeah. Ones. I yeah. don't have a double lidded donabe specific rice cooker because I'm a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> All right this this came up a little bit as we were talking about grocery fatigue, and I want to address this a little bit. I forget who was talking about this in the Discord, but somebody was like. What are these guys talking about? They just send their assistants out to go get their groceries anyway. Like, what the I read f- that. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Somebody was like, somebody literally said to me, somebody said like, Chris Ying was the, <laughs> Dave, you're going to love this. Chris Ying was the publisher <laughs> of a publishing company. Like, he's got money. I was like, uh, uh, I can tell you <laughs> how much money we lost on that one. <laughs> I made $28,000 a year, guys. Like, that's not... <laughs> I don't have an assistant to buy my groceries. But War Turtle's also asking, and War Turtle has changed uh, their name here. How much would Wait, you ask? Should I have an assistant buy my groceries? <laughs> Am I doing this fucking wrong? <laughs> well, you have those 12 assistants just sitting around waiting to go do something. You might as well send one out for groceries. How much do you think you spend on groceries a month for feeding your whole family? I don't know. I got to talk to my assistant <laughs> <laughs> to calculate those things. I mean, I got to hide so much. I would say for, I mean, so I actually know I make like one main main trip and then like a couple of supplementals. I would say like in a given week, honestly, cooking every night, except for maybe once, sub two hundred dollars a week, like one seventy on groceries is what I would spend a week. Yeah, I'm probably closer to like, I mean, depends if you have adults. I have my in laws now too. Yeah, you got more people in there. I got two tiny ones that barely eat shit. Oh, if it was just Grace and me and two kids. I would probably be 150 a week. Yeah. And really. that's what it is. But the adults, those fucking adults, man, that's like a hundred dollars an adult at least. Dude, so I I I like have not my my wife's cousins came over for dinner, and these are just like two Democratic Republic of Chang. <laughs> no kidding. Anyone no. over 55, you're out. <laughs> no, you're just out of the world. <laughs> you're out of the Democratic Republic. When people come over and they eat like adults, I'm always just like, what are you doing? Stop Dude. eating all my food. It's crazy. Like this week I went. I went grocery shopping a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Four times I went. I ordered stuff online, spent a lot of money, full for two days. <laughs> then I went to Trader Joe's. <laughs> then I went to the farmer's market. I went to the farmer's market twice. Then I went to, um, I've had to refill my fridge three times this week. That's absurd. Not including the two trips to the farmer's market, one of which you saw me buy shit. Yep. Yep. And I'm not even including the one time my in-laws and Grace went to the Korean market in Cape Town and bought stuff. <laughs> so that's like five trips this week. <laughs> that's insane. Like, I mean, listen, we like to eat. We like to eat nice things too. But like, honestly, if I just like lived in a studio apartment, $15 a week. <laughs> I would honestly just eat canned tuna, avocados. That's it. And, and like, I would do most of my ordering from... Uh, I'd save, I'd probably order more from restaurants and just order in bulk and reheat. So I'd get like Korean and Chinese and that would be my, my dinner for the week. <laughs> but you, you know, like you, can, you can't do that. I know. That's the thing is like, I'm, I look in the refrigerator and I see like leftover Chinese food. And I was like, oh, this is like enough to feed the family. But like my kids are going to be like, what the hell is this? We're not going to eat this. It's crazy how much money I spend on food. <laughs> but like all the adults to feed for sure. 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I want to switch off from the Discord for one second to talk about something here. Because our, our colleague, Chris Chen, who has arranged uh, this office for us and everything, just walked in. I think he was just outside and he just walked back into our office. And you know, the reason why I can tell he was just outside is because his transitions lenses glasses were halfway between <laughs> sun and day and night. <laughs> yes. Um, Chris didn't get the memo. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met a single person that has been able to pull off transition lenses. You can't. It takes takes some real <laughs> cojones to, to pull off. You know, it's it's on the level of, oh, so you're uh, it's 2022 and you're not a 21-year-old kid, but you're like 45 years old and you're wearing a Mohawk. <laughs> okay. Wait. I can get down with that, I guess. So we used to. Oh, you just got a Mike Tyson uh, tribal tattoo on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, I respect that. So back when back when I was working my very lucrative job in publishing, making so much money, we used to play basketball after work across the street, and my friend would come and he wore transitions lenses, and so we'd be playing basketball with like the the problem with transitions lenses is the transitional phase when it's half dark half light you can see the person's eyes through shaded lenses and there was this guy we played basketball with and his nickname was he called himself butternuts and (laughs) all he would ever talk about was hey what's how what's the tallest guy you think i ever dunked over (laughs) anyway let me just finish the story he would talk he would look at my friend with his half transitioned lenses and he'd be like you look like a movie producer. You're the producer. <laughs> Just calling him the producer, which honestly, that's kind of what Chris Chen's vibe is. He's just the producer. Well, looking at Chris Chen today with his transition lenses, it made me think of one thing and why they exist. I think it's to help the FBI track down. 
potential pedophiles. You buy you buy transitions lenses and you just go immediately. I'm not saying that it. he is. No, I'm not. I'm just saying like there's a correlation. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but he's on a list. <laughs> <laughs> and he belongs there. Uh help Christine out all y'all is also asking, do you have a separate storage fridge or freezer? I have one of those college dorm fridges in my uh, garage where I store kimchi. But unlike the rookie <laughs> with the silica gel kimchi packet, <laughs> I know to burp my kimchi jars and boxes because it takes maintenance. You know, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> it's no, it's no, uh, set it and forget it. Don't say sorry. Do us all a favor and never forget today. Okay. You learn. You live and learn. Uh, I was at a I was at a uh, mutual friend's house of ours, and I, I'm not going to necessarily out him here, but he's a he's a chef. And I walked into his dining room, and he had two chest freezers, full size chest freezers. And I was like, "What are you doing? There are only two of you that live in this house." Like, are you talking about Josh Keens? I may be talking about Josh Keens. <laughs> It's just his whole house is chest freezers and animal. It first. is chest. It is cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I love you, buddy. But you have two chest freezers in your yeah. Because all the fucking room. bears. Because he's got to put all his hunted meat. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I I I want to ask how many people listening have had in their lifetime taken some form of psychedelics. Oh, this is this is. <laughs> This is the Come question on. that you've been putting out there. Come oh, on. look at this. We're just there. The answers are rolling in now. Yes. Ooh, war chortle, not war chortle. Have you guys done mushrooms? Have you guys done LSD? Have you guys done ayahuasca? Have you guys done uh, DMT? Have you guys done ketamine? People are saying they have. Some people are. The answer, there's nobody. There's, there's uh, people who have reasons not to and people who are like, of Get- course. This this gator person, we could be friends. <laughs> gator Gator has just said, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." I yep. think it's the only time Gator's ever <laughs> commented on Discord ever. Gators, I see you, Gator. Gators I been see waiting you. for their moment. Gator Gator's been waiting for their moment. Uh, we got a question about Costco somewhere up here. I saw you ever shot. Do you? Wait, what, what, why are we getting off fucking psychedelics? What do, you want me to, do you want to keep on asking about psychedelics? Look how look how excited people are talking about fucking tripping their balls off. What is DMT? It is the smoked version of the two chemicals that are from ayahuasca. Okay. So it's like the chipotle to the jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a much shorter trip. It's the one thing I haven't done, and I really want to. Well, the one that was interesting to me when I read Pollen's book was when he was like, I went and did toad, and he licked the toad, and he was like, I felt like my brain had taken a rocket ship yeah, into space no, that, for 20 that minutes. That one sounded like it was a really bad trip, but... I, I haven't I haven't done any psychedelics in some time, and I'm looking forward to doing it on a podcast. <laughs> oh my Very soon. god! Oh my god! Well, when I was in Colorado, because I was in Colorado recently, um, it's decriminalized in Denver. I was like, wait, I could just buy a fucking bag of mushrooms, or just mm-hmm. yeah, you can just like buy. You can just go into a dispensary and get them. That's at that level already. Yeah, I have a friend in the entertainment business, and I won't say which entertainment <laughs> business. But we were is somewhere. This, is this Josh Keens again? You no, know, we were somewhere, <laughs> and I was a little bummed because there just wasn't enough to go around. But uh, a lot of people now are microdosing, and my friend, God bless this person, said, 
I don't understand this microdosing. I only macrodose. <laughs> so the next thing, how you gonna, you know it's going to jump the shark? Some fucking restaurant, some Yahoo fucking chef is going to make some butter sauce with with psilocybin. With psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not going to be an onion article. It is definitely going to fucking happen. Are you so, sure we should? I just forged these chanterelles, <laughs> but I spiked them with psilocybin, but are you sure we shouldn't go to Burning Man? I feel like if the if this Discord is good for anything, it's starting a Burning Man tribe or whatever. <laughs> I honestly would go to Burning Man just to not dress up like everybody and 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 to have a giant room of air condition just for me. <laughs> just, just for me. Just sit there and eat mushrooms in the desert in an air conditioned room. Uh you want to talk about Costco yet? Have we talked about Costco? I've really never been to Costco. You know that? Haven't been, I've been, been once, once in my life. And you hated it. I didn't know. It was like right before the pandemic and I was regretting not being able to buy more shit. But that's where I had the first um, the chicken roll thing. Mm-hmm. The, the chicken ranch, bacon, chicken the, bacon ranch a, thing. Uh, chicken, uh, Costco chicken, but I get the hot dog. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that guy in, uh, in, in, in Big, the, when they're doing the the toy review and the guy just raises his hand and is like, I don't get it. <laughs> Not when Tom Hanks is doing it. Right. But the other guy's like, I don't get it. But the other guy said, I thought Tom Hanks was the one who's like, I Tom don't Hanks get it. did it to the other guy. Right. And then when Tom Hanks is now, I got you. I, I don't get it. You don't get the appeal of the Costco hot food bar. I, I the appeal is that it's a dollar 25 for a hot dog or whatever. That's like the real appeal of it. I don't think it's good. But is it worth going i mean the reason why no. it's there is to suck people in right no it's not worth going you can't go to costco without spending 700 dollars. but i feel like i feel like i feel like you'd find some treasure in costco i feel like what you've done with trader joe's would be interesting to see you go to costco and see what you do with kirkland products i'd like to see that uh all right what else we got from you all out here somebody was asking about fast and the furious are you a fast and the furious guy to laugh at how I just don't understand it. It's so good, though. No, it's not. It's good. It's not. It's unbelievably no, good. No, it's absolutely not. <laughs> it's so good. No, I, I, I've watched them all, but mostly... <laughs> but, I have seen them all. Yes, I have. Not because like I enjoy them. It's because they're there on airplanes or something. It's like, I, I fucking don't like Vin Diesel at all. I'm Team Rock all the fucking way. <laughs> Everyone's Team Rock. Team Rock is the most likable person in the world. I don't understand. I don't understand Fast and Furious. I don't understand how it's, it's, I understand implausible f- plot lines, but like driving a car in outer space. <laughs> Wait, but like, come on, dude. I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, listen, it, it, it should be parody. But, but the problem that like, scares me is people think that this is real. Real. Sure. But what, what if like, okay, crazy people think it's real, but also just view it as the Lord of the Rings. It's just a fantasy world. It's a and wonderful like, fantasy world. Legolas rides a I shield down a castle. I don't appreciate people forget that Ludacris is actually a one-hit wonder. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Tyrese? He, the, he, he's claimed the famous is he's got a hibachi grill in his backyard. That's pretty sick, though. Gypsy Hana. I'm envious of the amount of money they've all made making Fast and Furious, but I don't think it's a great franchise. Right. Like Roadhouse. <laughs> what makes Roadhouse a franchise? In my mind, it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Here was another question from Thesha, who I believe I'm pronouncing their username correctly now after I was chastised. 
Favorite vegetable and least favorite vegetable. My boyfriend and I decided to grow three different varieties of okra in Las Vegas this year. And it's one of the few things that grows. Well, I didn't know there were three. Gross. Okra's <laughs> gross. My wife likes it. I don't like snot in my mouth. What? So I don't give a shit what anyone says. Like, oh, it's good pickled. Like, no. It's not. It's not. Okra's, okra's gross. I know it's been an extremely important food to many food cultures and civilizations. If my family had to grow up eating them, I don't know if it was part of Asia. I think we would have died out. <laughs> I know it's important. I know gumbo's good, but I, 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 I it's not good uh, gumbo either. You know how you can thicken a fucking gumbo <laughs> any other way, any other fucking way. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite and least favorite? So, is, is okra your least favorite vegetable? I would say it's mountain yam. The mountain yam. Mountain yam. Yamaimo. What is it? Yamaimo. Yama means mountain. Yeah. Yamaimo. I don't even know what the fuck it's called in Japanese. Well, that's like the personification of snot. That's like snot times a million. I'd also say natto. Gross. That's not a vegetable. That's a fermented bean product. <laughs> now you're just naming things you don't like. <laughs> it's not a vegetable? <laughs> it doesn't. There's not like, not like a natto tree that natto falls from. All right. Favorite. Do you have a top of the list vegetable? Hmm. I got one that I would think is not uh, one that I'd love is actually in season. Very nice, very fat white asparagus. Mm. White asparagus. Mm. I would also say anything that is grown in that manner where it's covered in dirt to, you know, stop photosynthesis is amazing. Leeks, <laughs> like anything white where they have, leeks. anything where they've done everything they can to keep the green out of it is your favorite vegetable yeah i mean like leeks that are, are blanco are fucking delicious spring onions that are so good but white asparagus really really delicious and clearly it's manipulated whatever whatever and you don't see it as an organic thing but really nice super fat white asparagus mm-hmm. is is just so so delicious um, there's a bunch. The green onion you're talking about, are those like the the calzots or whatever? Like yeah, where more you, of a Chinese thing, right? But you're basically like burying the stock in dirt as it's growing, right, to keep it from. Yeah. Okay. Like like my my life in my twenties, <laughs> just continually burying. I was like an, I was like an orc in <laughs> Ring of Power. <laughs> By the way, I gotta say, what a fucking shit show that is. It's, you've you've gone for completely now, against full, it. Full, it's not good. I haven't. I've not been watching. Really bad. I I just don't understand how they spent eighty nine million dollars per episode making that fucking thing. I mean, craft services were really nice. Uh, I think as like in terms of like a utility everyday vegetable, though, I think the whole brassicas family. But I think that like cabbage might be my mm. just normal. But she makes you fart too much. There's no such thing as farting too much. <laughs> I'm degassing, dude. Use the use the proper term for it. Oh, Gator's wondering if the white asparagus does the smelly pee thing. Again, when does it not? <laughs> when does my pee not have smell? <laughs> too much information? Here's a question that I was actually wondering too, Dave. Robomeo is asking this. Uh, they've been watching Chefs versus Wild. And I, this occurred to me the other day too, Shane, because I, when I was talking to Viet about the experience they had, Robomeo is asking, why did the chefs in your show have to actually sleep out in the wild in bad weather? And I was like, we probably made it a little too hard. <laughs> Didn't have to make it that hard, right? No. I mean, they had time to make their own 
abode. <laughs> right. They could have spent as much time as they wanted building their abode. Listen, it's they have a freedom of choice. They spend time foraging when they could have put a fucking roof over their head. <laughs> That's on them. All right, so next season we'll make it even, even harder. Naked chefs <laughs> versus wild. <laughs> chefs with space blindness versus wild. Uh, if you weren't doing this, whatever this is, what other occupation would you want to have? Um, I probably work in music or I'd probably do what I'm doing on, uh, with the venture vesting with acre, working with other founders and sustainability, all that stuff. Like I find that to be fascinating and also really good for what I'm doing right now with my life. But I don't know if I would do restaurants. Hmm. If I had to start all over again in 2022, the answer unequivocally is no, I wouldn't. It's just too fucking hard. And I mean, no. So, I mean, you've talked about this to some extent, but if you were a, if you I, were going to work in food, if you were, if you were 22 years old and you were starting, I over, would tell you right now, I, 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 no joke. I would be working with wrought iron, <laughs> but if you were, if you were getting, if you were going to stay in the food lane and you were like, I'm never going to become a restaurant chef. If you had that knowledge, where would you go in food? Food stylist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, food stylist. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm friends with a lot of you guys, so fuck off. Um, if I had to run food, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I think it would probably be doing something what Dan Justy is doing with Brigade. Yeah, who we have talked about a lot and we haven't we haven't spoken. We should catch up with Dan because he is because Brigade is is growing and gathering steam. They're in the Bay Area now. They're all I think over the this place. gator is my alt. Somebody's hacked into my alt. <laughs> Because this guy or girl or woman is saying everything I, I, I think. Gator's also asking, I have COVID right now. What hot sauce will cure me? You got to put it in your eye. <laughs> that's how that's how you Chili crunch. It. Ghost pepper chili crunch. Oh, yeah. I didn't ask you about that. Yeah. So fucking Super hot. spicy? So fucking hot. It's so fucking hot. Uh, I've realized as I've gotten older, like, I can't do super hot. Like, I just don't like it. Not that I wouldn't buy ghost pepper chili crunch to try it out, but like, can I, can I tell you something that I find crazy is not just the, the spice things that people want. And I think that's driven by social media. And one of the stories with what we do with ghost pepper is it was a, a war between Hans and Tony Hans, uh, the chef at noodle bar, T Toronto and Tony, who was the chef at noodle bar, New York. Who could make the spiciest noodle? And as a joke in Toronto, we had something that was the extra spicy noodle that we crossed out with an X with very extremely spicy. And no matter what we would do, people would complain that it wasn't spicy enough. And then it became a competition who could make the hottest fucking one. Got out of control. But I feel like if we did that today, it'd be like super, super popular because there's something about eating extremely spicy food. I think it's, it's uh, being fueled by social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. You know, ghost pepper legitimately is the, the threshold where, because it's used in Indian food, where it's pain, but just enough pleasure to like ask yourself, is it worth it? All right. Okay. Okay. Where scorpion pepper and, 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 the, and, the, and the reaper, again, that's, that's for crowd control. Right. Because you're not getting anything else, right? You're just getting pure, pure, pure pain. Pure pain. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is I've been fucking around on TikTok the past week. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's very fun. <laughs> I like it. But you know what I didn't know? I didn't know any of these food trends. Oh, uh, what are you saying? What boggles my fucking mind, absolutely melts my mind, is that one of the trending foods is Korean gejang, raw crabs. That's like a that's a that's people, a current trend. All kinds of people are are going to H Mart or going to a Korean restaurant and they're filming themselves eating it. And I gotta say, I don't understand what the fuck is happening because this is again how fast things are accelerating. I have used Kejang as a a marker of uh, like a cultural milestone, and I honestly thought that was like at least ten years out, mm-hmm. at least because now we, we even talked about it a couple podcasts ago about the 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 third wave of items. It's like it's already here. Mm-hmm. It's happening, mm-hmm. and fucking people are going to H Mart specifically to buy cured marinated crap and then eating them and i would say half of it is for the gross gross out the fear dare, factor the and dare, the dare yeah. of it all and other people are like oh this is fucking actually great mm-hmm. whatever it is it's not like all bad and korean culture in general right now I, it's hard for me to comprehend and fathom just how dominating it is becoming in food and how diverse it is. Just going to Cape Town recently when I was in New York, I was like, whoa, I saw more Hispanics, more African-American population on 32nd Street than I've ever seen in my fucking life. And they were everywhere. And it wasn't just Korean people. There's there's less white people and more everyone else eating Korean food. I'm like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and it's... It's all good. It's just, it's a lot for me to take in right now. And the marker for me is Kejong because... I just have a hard time still processing and internalizing like this is actually happening. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if people can even fathom how monumental that is because that is the last frontier. The next thing is like live octopus and shit like that, which I don't like, mm-hmm. or fermented uh, skate, raw skate, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. That for sure is 10 years out, you know? But you have a trending movement in food on social media being raw, not raw, it's cured crab, both Yangyum style and, and Kangjang style. Like, I don't, I don't know how to think about that because it has legitimately been an internal benchmark of mine of where Korean food could be. And all I had to do was turn on TikTok and it's like fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't like, it's not computing. One thing that I mean, like, but you, you often think about this as like a sudden development. Where I think that like this is two things colliding, right? It's it's where food has been going for for as long as when did Bourdain write uh, no, Kitchen Confidential? Like two thousand nineteen ninety eight ninety nine. But Chris, I think it's a testament to what I always talk about that it's a meme, right? Food wants to survive, right? It's legitimately the same thing as an idea or very similar to the characteristics of DNA. I'm not an evolutionary biologist, far from it, but. I mean, I was like, oh, the only thing that's holding people back from eating it are the gatekeepers. If anything, the people that are eating, the fact that gejang is now a trending thing, when I say trending, I'm seeing people that would normally never eat this eating it. That is a monumental achievement. Mm -hmm. That just shows to me how ineffective and just irresponsible the gatekeepers in food have been. Because all it's taken is social media to sort of give it some oxygen and to break it from the shackles of stupidity. And I'm like, whoa, this is what I've been thinking about the past week as I've been fucking on. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's not just a sea change. It is a revolution in how people are going to eat. Well, this is, I mean, yes, 
and I've, I've told some version of this story before, but when you talk about these gatekeepers, I mean, like, I, again, like the best illustration of this for me is like, literally when I was doing a, I've done some, you know, cookbook tours and things like that. And you go on these shows, these, the, the big, the mainstream show. And they say, and you're just like, oh, what recipe do you want to demonstrate? And you say, oh, I would love to do this, whatever, salmon rice. I love to do this thing or whatever. They will instantly tell you, oh, people don't like fish. They won't eat seafood. They don't want that. You can't do that. You got to do a beef recipe or a chicken recipe. And like, that's, that's, the, they're like protecting this audience. And you're like, there's no way that's true. Right. There's no way no, that but that's a lot true. of these are the contracts of society. And again, I'm not going to, believe it or not, I'm going to tie this in with fucking tripping your balls <laughs> off. But a lot of that, when you're in that state of mind, allows you to see things for what they sort of are without social constructs. Right. And what social media is doing is, again, presenting you something with a bias. Clearly, someone might like it or not. But what it is is showing like, hey, try something that before somebody would have just roundly just said, this is bad. You shouldn't try it. Right. Now, at least there's more of an option for people to try. And I'm like, wait, this is this is fucking crazy. Right. And I mean crazy. I use that word because I still haven't found the vocabulary to describe how I feel about it and I've internalized it. But I'm not joking around when I talk about it. this is like one of the most significant things I think that's ever happened in my life in food. The fact that people are eating kija. Well, when you say it, it makes a ton of sense. It is visually arresting to see. I mean, there is, like you said, this dare factor. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing to see. It's a wild thing to see raw marinated crab. But to your point of like deliciousness, deliciousness as a meme, it's also just, it's spicy. It's sweet. It's like, it's easy to grok the deliciousness yeah, of it. It's, it's not it's an acquired taste But again, taste when thing. you taste it without bias, you know what I mean? If you just taste it for it, for what it is, I, that, that is why I'm like, wait a second here. Maybe, like, I don't want to say I'm fucking right on this, but like, I do believe without really any fucking academic research, although I have spoken to academics about it, I really believe that everybody wants to eat delicious things. There are things that are culturally things that you may not like like fermented shark in fucking Iceland and I don't want to fucking eat. Those are things that are taught to you. But I think in general, people want to eat delicious things. Food in general, things that are delicious want to fucking survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's prevented delicious things from happening, which is why we talk about Korean kim or kimchi and all these things, these things have always been delicious. The only thing that's prevented it is fucking the gatekeeping. I, I, we should get some sort of like we talked to Paul Rosen before, but like I'm I'm curious about like why there's not an American thing like why does why is like squeamishness built into our culture? You know what I mean? Because it's racism. <laughs> but why isn't there something that the other? I guess I guess Europeans think the fact that we eat peanut butter is disgusting. But like, why aren't there other things that we eat where people are like, oh my god, Americans do that? Yeah, food for thought. Uh, I think that we've reached our, our time here, Chang. See what happens when we talk about psychedelics? We get into the good <laughs> shit. You don't even need to take them to make it work. Uh, thank you to the Discord community for participating in this and making my job easier by actually giving me things to ask. We have a lot of things in store for you the next year. We've got a lot of things in store. We're going to do more of this. We're going to try to pull you and guys into this more. Guarantee, Chris. <laughs> When we start to introduce these new things, the there are people on the Discord that are going to keep complaining. I mean, why can't it just be when Chris was talking to Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Tell them to give us five stars, Dave. Give Chris one star. <laughs> Not me. Give me five stars. But Chris needs to learn his lesson. How do I actually stop this channel now? <laughs> Bye, all guys. right, guys. Thank you. 
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 